0: If we are not constantly assessing ourselves, then we are never going to become the person we are meant to become. The main goal is how do I really manifest the great potential and light of my soul in this world, and the only way that that happens is if I am consistently changing.
1: I want to just take us back to where most people live, and they live in the realm of my dreams, my destiny, my desired outcome is so far out there and I am going to work really hard every day to eventually get there. And in the process, they judge themselves so completely that they almost paralyze and immobilize themselves.
0: There is the danger, which a lot of people fall to, that in the process of self-assessment, it leads to self-judgment.
1: And that is why, when we talk about spiritual work, it has to be constant and tremendous effort, because the ego is so powerful, how else will you match it? How yeah. else will you meet that's it? very important, very important. Welcome to the Spiritually Hungry Podcast, episode 61. So I'm sure our listeners are really busy this week practicing non-judgment. And we were thinking about it a lot as well after we left the last episode, so we decided to go further and deeper in this topic and really talk about what is a healthy or proactive way to judge oneself. And again, the word judgment I am allergic to. So, I think it is aligned with self-assessment, self-awareness, feedback, internal feedback, internal validation. That's the direction we're going in.
0: Yeah, interesting, but the, the word that the Kabbal- the the phrase that the Kabbalists use is the accounting of our soul.
1: Oh, good, cuz that's what I was thinking too. Good. And also discernment, right? Right. Right, assessment,
0: discernment, yeah. A judgment... A judgment just is... is Too fraught. ...oozing with
1: bad juju. So, I just want to pick up a little bit where we left off last week to review. A judgment is the sum of our thoughts, feelings, and observations. And our brain is forced to make tons of judgments every day, some good, some bad, some neutral. So, we delved into that last week. And just some examples, right? of when we use judgment, and when we need it to keep us safe. So, let us say we are visiting a new place, we might research crime rates to assess how safe it is to walk alone at night. Now, I would never do that, you probably would more than me. But I will give you a story that happened a few hours ago. We were driving for about 15 minutes, and, uh, full disclosure, I was feeling a little grumpy today, and... uh, I did not notice. (laughs) You did your best not to notice. And, I am driving, driving, and then all of a sudden, I see something moving on the steering wheel, and it is a big, big spider. And I am saying like the size bigger than my thumbnail. Okay, Michael, you were across on the side of I me. I was there at his death.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> I saw his dead body. So,
1: in that moment, I, I had a judgment call to make, right? So, I started to freak out right? because it is about to go on my hand, and it, looks, it had white spots on this black body, so I think it was poisonous. And sure. I start swerving a bit into the other lane. You're like, pull over, pull over. And all I'm thinking about is what is the greater danger in this moment, right? That was my judgment. Is it maybe getting into an accident? There are other people in the car, God forbid. Or this poisonous, humongous spider biting me. And then and the
0: selfless choice was <laughs> <laughs> to endanger the four of us. <laughs>
1: So I pulled over, yes, you did. Uh, and I jumped out of the car, and I uh, hurt my already injured ankle in the process. And yes, we we gave it a burial, and a death came for this little spider. But so in it, so that's the point, right? We have moments in life where we need to make immediate decisions, judgments, and some will be right, and some will be wrong. So. When we talk about judgments, it can reinforce our desires, our values, and our needs, right? Because again, and we can choose a different word if you want, but we'll just call it judgments for now. So let's say, for example, if it's about food, right? It's something that we deal with every single day. We judge some foods that are higher quality, some are lower quality, right? I think we'd all agree on that. Our judgments help us decide which food we want to eat. If we desire and value living a healthy lifestyle, we'll inevitably Ask ourselves which food's going to nourish my body, my soul, fuel my brain, give me energy to accomplish what I want today. And the fact is, some foods will accomplish this task more than others. So in order to act in alignment with our desire and our values, we need to make judgments. And I can give like lists and lists on why judgment's important. But I think the key is how do we make it a positive experience and how do we trust where it's coming from versus making decisions that are harmful to ourselves and to others?
0: Well, again, I, right where we want to focus this podcast is on the important work of self-assessment. Mm. And unless we are doing that consistently, I think that is where we want to start the, the understanding. If we are not constantly assessing ourselves, then we are never going to become the person we are meant to become. And I just want to
1: pause right there, uh, because when people think about assessment... They might think, was I most effective in my role in my job? Or wasn't I, if I change this, will I make more money in the year to come or not? I think the assessment we're talking about is really that kind of continuous feedback that we give ourselves. You know, you spoke to this person that way, or you looked at that person this way, or you even judged yourself harshly in this way today. And what will that make of you as a human being? Right. Because I think that people do check in with themselves. But I think they're very specific about
0: but I'm I sure it's very I think
1: it's in the box that's really important to them. And usually it's one, right. right? It might be money, it might be power, it might be a relationship. But but I think what we're talking about is that you look at your your whole being, right? And you assess who you are today and who you want to become to ultimately live the life that you were destined. And which would, is a whole different Yeah, and
0: I would frame it even more different than that, which is Each one of us came into this world to become something very different than the person that we came into this world as. That's really the entire purpose of life. Many things that happen, yes, we work, we get married, we have families, all of that are actually elements that are meant to lead to the main goal. And the main goal is how do I really manifest the great potential and light of my soul in this world. And the only way that that happens is if I am consistently changing. And and I want to speak about that a little bit more, but the two two ideas, which I think are very important. As I was thinking about this in preparing for this podcast, the thought that came is that if you are not strongly driven to internally assess yourself and grow and change, and find the parts of you that need to change, and find the parts of you that need to grow, it is either because you do not know where you are, or you do not know where you need to be going. But if we have clarity about both who I am today, and some sense, you can have clarity about where you need to go, but where the person we need to come, become is significantly different. And that is not a bad thing. That is a great thing. That is actually why we are here. But any lack of a self-assessment and true drive, and because I think it's important that we not think of of what we're talking about in, you know, okay, I want to become a better person, you know, I want to change this. Those are all nice thoughts, but what we're talking about is something much more drastic than that.
1: But the caveat here is that, yes, it, and of course I agree with you, but I want to just take us back to where most people live. And they live in the realm of, my dreams, my destiny, my desired outcome is so far out there, and I am going to work really hard every day to eventually get there, and in the process they judge themselves so completely that they almost paralyze and immobilize themselves. That is the reality most people live in. Well,
0: I will accept that, and and, and that is obviously not what we are talking about, but that does not...
1: But we need to address how you get past that critical, Harmful judgment, and make it an experience that actually only you can give to yourself. Only you can give yourself honest self awareness right. because you live within your body, right. your you, you
0: or your best friend, or somebody you truly trust. But
1: that you're beautiful because most people have very complicated relationships with their spouses, best
0: friends. Well, right. You know, I, I mean, a true friend, a true somebody you truly trust, or 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 a develop teacher, that in or your,
1: because that
0: right. But but I
1: I, I that can be think, fleeting
0: again. So so very important point you raise, which is, there is the danger, which a lot of people fall to, that in the process of self-assessment, it leads to self-judgment. So Yes, and I really,
1: we have to unpack
0: that. Of course, and and I would, I think the answer to that, the right way to understand that issue, is by a teaching from the great Kabbalist, the Baal Shem Tov, and he said something very simple. Any thought that you have, any self-assessment that you are doing, There is one clear way to know whether it is coming from a good place or a bad place, from the right place or the wrong place. Very simple. Does it propel you to do? Or does it cause you to refrain? Does it cause you to to stop? Does it depress you? Or does it excite you? So to be very clear, what we are talking about is the self-assessment that leads towards excitement for growth. As opposed to self-judgment that leads to being hard on ourselves, sadness, depression—all of those hinders us from action. And this is, yeah, this I'm, is true. I'm yeah. really going to challenge you because
1: if a person doesn't believe in their ability to grow, then how can they be excited for growth? So, for instance, a child who's growing—they're like, "Wow, you know, I'm a step higher on the chart. I'm growing each year, right?" Then you have a child who has growth issues, and then it's—it's it's a source of stress because they know that they're not going to meet that mark, right? So we have an array of people and they're in where they're at in life and where they are in their development. And really more importantly is the consciousness. So I just want to like, how does a person get to that place where they get out of their own way and they're not harmful to themselves and they can really believe in the possibility that change is here and now, and that judgment should transform into feedback.
0: Right. Well, most thing, and again, I, I would go back to what I said before, which is the simple way to know whether we are self-assessing in, in the best way is whether after going through that process, does it propel me forward? Does it inspire me? Does it excite me? As opposed to, does it make me sad or upset or or, or shut down? So that should be very clear. If a person finds that whatever way they are going through this self-assessment leads them to be down on themselves, leads them to not do, to not be excited for growth and change, then that is not what we are talking about. But I do think that for most people, there needs to be a new way of thinking about this, which is, and this is something we have spoken about a number of times in the podcast, but I think it is worth, I try to remind myself of this every single day. Certainly, I am sure our listeners need to hear this as well, none of us are even close to being the person that we are meant to be. And that is not a negative thing. I look at my own life, and I would like to assess that I have done a lot of very positive things. I have influenced many, many people in a very positive way. I am proud of many of my accomplishments. But I still know, I still know with certainty and clarity, that the person that I came to this world to be is far greater than the person that I am today. And that does not depress me, and that does not make me sad. It makes me excited. And it gives me the desire to continue to assess, and continue to grow, and to continue to change. While it is very important to not fall to that first category of self-judgment that paralyzes and brings us down, I think one of the reasons our world is not where it should be is because not enough of us are doing the other type of self-assessment that begins with one truth. I am so, my potential is so powerful. Who I am meant to become, the person that I came to this world to be, is so much greater than who I am today. That is not a negative thought. That is an extremely powerful, Positive, inspiring, inspiring thought. thought, but I think. But again, then you cannot take your
1: emotions seriously in that moment. Well, which, the by the way, lasts an a minute thirty unless seconds. Unless it's
0: inspiring, yeah. That, no, uh, emotions so we, that pull you. But I, but I, I, I want to underline this point because, no, no, I, I can speak to myself, and I can certainly, I know, I believe I can speak to many of our listeners. Not doing that part enough, meaning as, I'll quote myself: <laughs> If we are not inspired every single day to change and grow in great ways, or in significant ways, it is simply because we are either not aware of where we are, or not aware of where we need to go. And that is what I hope our listeners receive from this podcast today. The acceptance of the truth that I, you, our listeners, are meant to do, accomplish, bring into this world so much more, even those of us who have accomplished a lot, and even those of us who have done a lot, and even those of us who have had a great positive influence on others, and ourselves, and our lives. The goal is so much farther. My potential is so much greater. Therefore, and, but the only way to get there, the only way to get there, is through this, what is called chizbon nefesh, or assessment of our soul.
1: That is interesting. I think that most people don't have an idea really of that possibility of their future like if I look at a child right uh, we have an eight-year-old and when she's frustrated about something or disappointed and she of course she doesn't know what judgment is but for the sake of this conversation, let's say she's judging like how things will turn out, you know, what will be the outcome of any situation. And my answer to her is, you know, you're young. There's a lot that you haven't seen yet. There's friends you're gonna meet, there's situations you're going to be in. And she trusts that because she recognizes that she's young and she has yet to discover. We lose that as we get older, right? We think we become jaded a bit. We know everything that we, you know, we've seen enough death or sickness or pain or hardship, failure, failure rejection. Judgment. To be like, you know, maybe this is just my lot in life. Maybe I'm never really going to be better or things will not get better or I won't feel better. And we take that seriously. And again, it goes back to the emotion. And it's really, it's such a sad reality it's actually such a th- sad thought as i say it out loud because
0: it's, i would say it's terrifying that thought terrifies me but
1: that is that is the reality in which we live right. and when i look at then that's why i love children you know i'm really drawn like let's have more that's <laughs> because it's that energy and oh, really? that all
0: right let's see uh, what to talk about that on this podcast
1: you know i'm an open book if you yeah, want okay. me to be that's quiet okay. we probably shouldn't do public conversations <laughs> but it's that idea that uh, in the eyes of a child anything is possible always right and
0: that's why I, 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 I mean, and that is
1: the truth right but again we get jaded as we get older because we've just we've tasted too many things and whether we dealt with them i guess well or not will actually dictate how we then proceed in life unless you're listening to this podcast and then you work really hard right. to actually change that consciousness
0: it's interesting and, and and you know and depending on the age of our podcast listeners i am now 48 and I'd like to say which is a phrase, you know. Uh, uh, knock on wood, I guess, is other phrases people use. I sound so old.
1: I'm <laughs> so oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> my birthday's tomorrow, I but yeah.
0: <laughs> I sound old. Oh,
1: well, I'm man. sure
0: some of our listeners are probably 78 yeah, years old, so I'm, I I sound, I'm sure I'm very young. I am very young, but my point is, I am more excited about what I am yet to become than anything. And again, like I said, I, I, have, I think I have a very healthy sense of of, of positive accomplishments, but I'm much more excited. About what I am yet to be,
1: because you have a healthy understanding of what life is meant
0: to be. Well, and and, and you've but, had a taste by the way, of it. and I hope and you that when haven't 60 been and affected by I life circumstances. Yeah.
1: Yes, but that is the point of this right. conversation. How do you maintain a mindset and hold on to that consciousness, that reality, so that you are not jaded, that you are not the sum of all of your bad experiences, right? And even though, and then we have these moments of like, oh, you know, that was a great night out of many nights. That is not where we want to live, right? But That is well, the point of this I would strongly recommend
0: listening to the Spiritually Hungry podcast <laughs> over and over and over again, but especially this one. You know, there there is a teaching that speaks about, those of you who know the biblical story, the biblical story is that Adam was created, and it says that he was created alone. The word in Hebrew, the ancient word, is Yechidi. And the Kabbalists, 2,000 years ago, they asked the question, why is that story written in that way, that man was created alone. And it says that it is for the purpose of understanding that the entire world is worth being created for just one person, which means that this entire world and all the history in, of in humanity. In my dark mind, I'm like,
1: "Because we go out alone." <laughs> what, 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 what?
0: Is that song? Because
1: the end, I know the end of the. You want to sing? I know you like no, singing I on the podcast. No, that one I can't. Uh,
0: Come into this world alone. Never heard that in a long time. Who sings yeah. that? I think it's called "Trampled" by.
1: And then turtles, and then turtles. the end. It's you and me. Is that what? The, the, no,
0: it's just me the, probably. Uh, <laughs>
1: If I am all like, alone. <laughs> yeah.
0: But the point, the, the message of that, one, yes, that is that's the, that's the sad part of it, yes, that we leave this world alone, but, but the point is, again, that...
1: We do not really, but that is a different podcast. Right. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So, Adam, he came in... you
0: created alone, right? to teach us that the entire creation, which means all of human history, and preceding human history, all the millions of years of the existence of this world, up until this point, and the trillions and trillions of souls who have been in this world, it would all be worth it just for me. There is a phrase, again, and it is both inspiring, but also crazy if you think about it. The phrase is, kol haolam nivra bishvili. Everything has been created just for me. And if you accept that, and again, it is a very difficult concept to accept, it also begins, at least, to give us a sense of what we are. Can you imagine that every... The, beten- the power of what we... Of we, our potential. Yeah. Of what we are meant to be. That we were created, that that man, meaning each one of us, the whole of history is worthwhile just for me. Well, the whole of history is worthwhile if only just for what I will become.
1: I got onto to this kind of thinking uh, like five or six years ago when... You know, a lot of people fear success as much as they want it, right? And then, and all these thoughts of like the imposter syndrome and fraud, and th- And then I was like, you know what? The world was created for me. Whatever that's meant to be, right? I'm go- my potential. Like it took off all the pressure of where I felt and if I felt inadequate or was it, and the fear and everything else. And it was just like, you know what? Whatever will be. I'm buying into the potential of it. Whatever I'm worried about today, I have no idea what the power of my soul can be. And it actually gave me great solace. And again, and it uh, took me out of being stuck in the moment and being reactive and judgmental about, you know, this happened and then that didn't happen or this was the result of you know, my actions and this was not. Like it took me out of that completely and put me in a place of I am not taking this moment seriously, I am not taking this emotion seriously, I am not taking this fear seriously, and I am just going to keep going to try to discover the potential of who I am meant to become.
0: Right. And now I want to bring it back to where we began, is that if you accept that, to some degree, and I, I believe none of us can completely comprehend that because it is such a big idea.
1: But it took the pressure off of me feeling like I had to perform in this moment. Oh, right, right. right. Because I bought into something so much bigger than that.
0: But it should give us greater impetus to say, well, if all of human history is worthwhile just for me, well, it is probably not the me that I am today, even though I am a pretty good me. Mm -hmm. It must mean that where I need to go is so much further, which means that that can only be accomplished by this in introspection. Okay, if I am meant to be this unbelievable being, what are the parts that need to change? Because if I am just meant to be a good person, things can change the way they can stay the way they are. No, no, no rush to change this or to change that. But if I really accept that I am this awesome, worthwhile, being that the whole world has been created just for me, wow! I must become. I must have the potential to become so much different, and that leads us back to the internal introspection and the the, the assessment of our soul. What are the things? And therefore, I, I think very practically what it means. Again, you can't have one without the other unless you are finding things that need to change and acting upon them then forget about everything we said before. There is no way, there is no way I am becoming the person that the whole of human history is worth being for just that me.
1: And that, by the way, when you wake up in the morning, you feel like you are grumpy, you have had a bad day, look back to the day before, like constantly give yourself this feedback. There is a Kabbalistic perspective on self-inventory. And... All great Kabbalists have taken this process very seriously. It's everything, right? <laughs> <You're> laughing? <laughs> I
0: know why you're laughing. You know exactly why I'm laughing. <laughs> and we'll find out in a few weeks if anybody else knows.
1: Okay. So, um, so Kabbalists have been known to take part in serious, deep self-reflection on a consistent basis. I would say that is kind of like, you know, I do a lot of different podcasts with different people, and they always ask, you know, what is Kabbalah? And in essence, it is a verb, right? It is all about change, it is all about action. It is this constant, it is not just wisdom. It has to be applied repeatedly over and over again. It is the willpower to overpower the divine nature of our being, our souls. And this reflection is a form of accountability. So, it is a two-part process. One is keeping careful accounting of where in the day one's fallen in the ego-based. Thoughts, beliefs, and desires, and actions, right? That's one realm to be in. And then
0: awakening. Go through that so quickly. Okay. Explain what that means.
1: I will. And the other is awakening true remorse, right? So it's to be able to look at your day, your life, and say, okay, I did X, Y, and Z that was rooted in selfishness, ego, desire, to receive the self alone.
0: Or, or I, would, I would add, or hurting somebody else. Well,
1: all of that is included in that, right? Because when you when the ego is so, involved, then then you will do anything to protect I would it. actually
0: ask our listeners in, the, at, in this moment to stop for a moment, and think about their day, wherever, if you are listening to it in the mornings, think about your previous day, if you think about it at the end of the day, if you are listening to it at the end of the day, think about your day. And how many moments, and I will ask you to do it, and I will do it as well, right now, mm-hmm. How many moments can you point to or actions or thoughts or words that, in retrospect, in inspection, are not a manifestation of who you meant to become? so take take a minute. I'll take a minute.
1: How many in this day too?' a day. great day
0: <laughs> <laughs> But for our listeners too for you and for me. Um, How many can just give me a number, and I'm not asking you to today share. today okay. wasn't a great day today,
1: yeah. I would say ten.
0: I can think of I thing 3 or 4. Yeah. Today. Well, and then by the way I think I just want to take I want to give our listeners the moment to 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 think about it because it is so important because again I th- I think in order to start making this a practice which I hope that does happen for ourselves and for our listeners you you have to at least begin to sense what it feels like. And
1: by the way, you want to know what woke me up? Because it probably would have been twenty or thirty. Was it me?
0: The spider. <laughs>
1: <Really>? <laughs> yeah, when I was like, the spider's about uh, to like sorry. attack. <laughs> but it was to get out of your, yes, but your... By the
0: way, for all of our listeners, it was a very fearsome. It, scary okay, you know, spider. you didn't see it
1: from your you wear glasses and whatnot. <laughs> exactly. You this spider had spots on it, okay? Mm. My point is though. Terrifying. No, but it really woke me up. And then the pain in my ankle, and I was like, oh my God, get out of your funk. And then I was able to turn it around. Uh, enough to record this podcast, but I, but I, I understood it right away and I was actually appreciative for that. So the other part is once you recognize this is then to awaken true remorse, so there's a concept called Heshbon Hanefesh, yes, which is exactly. taking a personal accounting for your day, right? And we do this a lot leading up to the New Year. No, right? the to first. Roshana. It's written in
0: Hebrew, but you can't say that's the first note that I made for myself. Today.
1: Yes, and I didn't see your notes, and you I beat not. you to it because yes. I said it first. Yes. And it's an important idea generally, but also especially in this month of Virgo when we're leaving, leading up to Rosh Hashanah in the New Year. And it's something really that you know I feel fortunate. Enough to have learned over twenty-four years ago, thirty years ago, actually, to be able to actually apply this each and every day. It's everything because if you don't, you just kind of float through life, and then when things get really difficult, you start to drown because you don't have any these tools. In and that's your it's
0: very important. I want to, if you don't mind, I cut you. I know you have more of your list, but two two things you said, which I think are, are really important to, to underscore. One that this is a special time of year many of our listeners might not know this, but Kabbalistically, this is the time of year that we have the most universal assistance to both introspect and change. So while it's this, everything we are speaking about, it, I believe, is important, by the way, our future listeners, whenever you listen to this podcast, this is an important part of life, hopefully always, but the, these months of what is called the months of Virgo, and they are in Kabbalistic term, Elul, is, is the time that not only is most focused on introspection and transformation and correction, but it is seeing that there is a divine assistance for this process, which is very exciting. That if our listeners take the time to do this now, you will, you will be most fruitful in changing, transforming, and seeing uh, than any other time of the year. And the second thing you said, which I think is so important, so important, because our listeners, you know, some person could say, oh, well, you know, that is for spiritual people. You know, looking inside, introspecting, correcting, finding where I, 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 I fell, finding where I behaved with my ego and selfishness, hurt people. That's for spiritual people. I'm not a very spiritual person, or it's not that important to me. But we've seen so many people that unless you do this in a consistent basis, you're going to come to a point in your life where you're drowning. And I don't mean physically drowning, I mean, overwhelmed. By your negative thoughts and judgment. And with no way out. Mm -mm. And with no way out. That's that's the saddest part of people that... Unfortunately, we, we sometimes to with... That's in my greatest with,
1: pain of the people we work with. Honestly, with the work we do, my greatest pain in this is that.
0: That they're so, so drowning just... in this negativity that they never took the time to clean and think about and transform. But also,
1: I can see the opening. I can see the gateway, right? Like you could be on the other side of your chaos and pain if you could just change this thought. But by the way, understa- understand. But,
0: but when you're 80, it's much more difficult I know, to do. It. it's just and hard to see. When you're 20s, 30s. 40 50s so but, but the, again regardless of what 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 age our listeners are because you can be very inspired even when you're 80 to to do this transformation but you know i often say that you know spirituality is for spiritual people but i often say that for relationships i don't think that it'll be for the most part relationships can become as powerful as amazing as they are meant to be without not one piece of life can spiritual be work. but but this <laughs> this part what we what we're saying what you said which i think is so important Tie the scare, inspire, whatever the word <laughs> is for our listeners. We're not talking about a nice spiritual thing to do. Unless you're consistently doing this, it's not just that you're not going to be a better person or a spiritual person. You, you will find yourself in a place of drowning by negative thoughts, by, by, by circumstance, that at a certain point, you can't find your way out from. And that is why this is so important. Not just as we said earlier, because this is the only way to become the greatest version of yourself, but because unless you are consistently doing this process of introspection and change and, 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 and cleansing of negative behavior, negative thoughts, we have seen it. Too many times. By the way, there's
1: something called toxic positivity, which is when you're constantly like, "Yeah, this is fine, it's all good," and you're denying what you're really feeling, right? You're denying your emotions, you're denying the reality, which eventually leads to this drowning we're talking about, right? Toxic positivity, where you're always like chipper, but it's not really coming from a true place. This is a dead end, right? I mean, I couldn't even believe when I discovered like there's a term for this.
0: Most of us, to some degree. Have an element. Some of us more, some of us less. Yeah, I'm uh, less. That of toxic a,
1: I think I'm day. just like yeah. <laughs> this is not such a great day. But that, by the way, honestly, and I get this feedback a lot from people like, well, you know, you put it all out there, because I, I just don't. I know that if I, and I, by the way, the first part of my life, I was all about that. Like everything's fine, and put on a happy face, and make it, you know. And then I was just like, no, I'm, I'm suffering, and I'm not going to stick with that emotion my whole life. So now I talk about everything, you know, and some people understand it, some do not, some judge or not, but I think, either way, whether you judge me or not, I do think it is helpful, because I think it gives people permission to and Admit their garbage and where they are at. Um, there is another Kabbalist I want to quote, it is uh, Moshe Chaim luzato and it is one of my favorite books, which I do not have, just my commitment for this year is to be able to find more time to, uh, to read the books that really inspire me, but it is Path of the Righteous. And he discusses virtues of the righteous, Which is a word, also you know, that can be misunderstood.
0: It's interesting because it's translated in that way, but the actually the exact translation would be the path of the just or truth. Yeah, straight. Those who are straight.
1: Yeah, I like that better. I don't like the word righteous. It usually doesn't sit right with me. But basically, it's individuals who transform the desire to receive for the self alone into desire to receive for the sake of sharing, which is basically, in essence, your potential self, right? The first virtue he speaks about is vigilance, which does involve some aspect of judgment, right? It involves examining one's intentions before acting, deciphering between good and bad, what is good for my soul, what is bad for my soul, probing, looking into even one's seemingly good actions to determine a hidden agenda, right? Because the ego's sneaky. Right, and that's where people get stuck a lot. Like, I'm a good person. I'm a sharing person. I'm a I'm a charitable person. But really, what's really going on here? And setting aside daily time for reflection, it has to be consistent to match the strength of the ego. And I think that's really key because our ego is so powerful that in, and that's why when we talk about spiritual work, it has to be constant and tremendous effort because the ego is so powerful. How else will you match it? How yeah, else will you meet that's it?
0: Very important. Very important. and I'll. If you brought up, again, also one of my favorite Kabbalists, Aww. another another great Kabbalist, uh, uh, wrote a book. And I think this, again, it is a big idea, but I, I find it very inspiring, and I hope our listeners do as well. So when we talk about the person we are meant to become, there is a word that is used for that. And that is a huge word, but I think it is in the context of everything we have spoken about, we will give our listeners a sense of where they are meant to be going.
1: I can't even guess what it is. What is this huge word? Creator. Ah.
0: Right? So, the force that created this world, all the energy, from the beginning of time till today, that has sustained and come into this world, we are meant to become like that force. So, who am I meant to be? I am meant to be like the Creator. Some of you might or might not know, a number of years ago, I wrote a book called Becoming Like God. Very good book. Go
1: buy it. Where can we get it? Amazon, (laughs) claw.com.
0: But that is the context. That is the framework within which our lives should be assessed. I need to become like the Creator. And he actually has a beautiful book that goes through the different aspects of the Creator and how we are meant to mirror them. But before, I maybe I will touch upon one or two of them, but before we go any further, that is, and I wonder how many of us really have that as our goal. I am not meant to be a good person, a better person. I am meant to be like the Creator. Can you imagine how much goodness there is in that force that is called the Creator? All the love that has ever existed, all the blessings that have ever existed, all the goodness that has ever existed.
1: Most people are just trying to have a little less chaos in their lives from year to year.
0: Right, but no, by the but, way, I, but, but, that's but that's a problem. Talk. I know, but that's, but that's, a problem that's why I'm going to keep if, bringing if, that up. If, if we focus our lives simply on, on... lack, by the way. Just keeping our head above water or just getting a little bit better. that, uh, By the way, at times, that's all we can do. But there better be parts of of our time, of our lives, of our days, of our weeks, of our months, of our years, that are focused on the true end goal. Or, you know, that, that ancient, I am not sure if it is Chinese, but it is called as a Chinese proverb, if you do not know where you are going, you are never going to get there. So yes, it is true, there are times we are overwhelmed, there are times we can't be thinking about this, but but there can be no times that we think about this. If we understand that, what? why did my soul come into this world? My soul came into this world to be like the Creator, to be like that force that created this world. Endless goodness, endless blessings. Joy. Endless That's joy. It. it is, again, it is truly be, beyond our comprehension, but at least it gives us a sense of, of where we are going towards. And therefore, everything we are talking about, I so will use an example. One of the, what I call the attributes of the Creator, are something called se Avon in, in the phrase, which means that he carries other people's darkness, negativity. Mm. Which means that even if often we behave in ways that are not right, just, straight, the light of the Creator continues to sustain us. In our practice, so he uses the example, how are we meant to be like the Creator in this sense, that even when people do negative actions towards us, still, if you want to be like the Creator, even through that, you act with kindness towards them. Again, this is not always How easy. How do you
1: carry their garbage, though?
0: You. You handle it, which means you know most of us. Again, you... which
1: means you dump it.
0: If somebody no, if somebody well, came over to you and slapped you in the face, oh, and then the you next love this. Minute, I don't know yes, what happened and to then, you. When I, and I was the next asleep. minute they ask you, can you lend me a hundred dollars? The answer would be absolutely not. Well, the light of the Creator doesn't behave like that. The light of the Creator. But that's even not after, carrying their
1: garbage. That's that's. No, no, no.
0: Seven means handles it. Meaning he does not. Give retribution immediately to the individual that behaves negatively. So you mean
1: he filters it? He doesn't punish with it. He
0: doesn't react to it. He he sustains. He
1: transforms it. it.
0: Well, you know, no, he doesn't transform it. That's the individual's job. No, but, but he, he accepts it, and yet continues to give. But my point—I I don't want to get stuck on on that one idea. But the the point is that, and because this, it's a it's a beautiful book that goes through every.
1: No, because it becomes like a fire that doesn't burn you, but actually warms you, right? Is that what you're you're
0: saying? Because the view is this. Who am I meant to be? I am meant to be like the creator. Like the creator. I'm not meant to be a better version of myself, a good person, a spiritual, whatever those phrases. Why I'm meant to be is so... It's everything. I'm meant to be everything. In kindness and goodness and blessings and in 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 forbearance, all of that. All, my point simply is that when we talk about the chesbon nefesh or the internal assessment, unless we have some sense and we can't have a, a, a clarity about where we're going to be because we're not there yet, but some sense of who we're meant to become. And and that phrase, by becoming like the Creator today.
1: I can tell you one thing for yeah. certain, and I think it's really apropos, it's not a coincidence that we're recording today. It was a really long day. It has been a really long summer for me. <laughs> it has been a really long year. But the thing is this, if I had taken myself seriously today, the way that I woke up in the morning, I certainly would not be sitting here enjoying myself, inspired. I did not take that seriously. I knew it was a process. I did not know how long it was going to last. I knew that I could influence the length of it, but I didn't. it did not define me, and I did not punish myself like, oh, you know, it is because you did this and that the day before. I was just like, okay, there's something here. I'm not going to take it too seriously. What do I want what do I want this day to be? What do I want the week to be, right? Where am I going day to day? And it really because I didn't take the dark feeling seriously, I was really able to to go where I was supposed to. And that's just a day, right? But if we take this formula and we use this example of my day today and we use that for life, then there you you will never hit a dead end. There will be no limitation because You don't take anything, not the good, not the bad, nothing is serious. It's just a process, as long as you're clear about where it is you're headed. Exactly. I think that's really powerful. No, and I feel it fully because, you know, yeah, (laughs) because you saw me earlier. I did not know. No, I think that's, I think it's really powerful. Really, really powerful. It's everything.
0: Nice. Should we get to a letter? Yes. So, um,
1: Why do I never see the letters? I just never <laughs> check that account. I see, I see <laughs>
0: um, so that's
1: what I love about us, by the way. I, I'm so not. I can't be like. I, yeah, it's great that you're very. Um, you know, you you have a, you have a schedule, you have a plan, <laughs> and you follow through with that.
0: I try. I try my best. Um, so, interestingly, this is a letter actually written in Spanish from one of our listeners in Argentina. Some of our listeners might or might not know that our, our podcast... That is probably why I never saw it. Well, this is translated. So, so this is a translated letter from the original Spanish. Uh, our podcast is translated into Spanish, Portuguese, Hebrew, maybe a few other languages I do not recall right now. So, if you do have friends, by the way, who do not uh, speak or understand English, on YouTube uh, it is available in Spanish, Portuguese, Hebrew, and of course, English as well. Is
1: it available in Russian?
0: Not yet. About I think so. Farsi, Farsi, <laughs> Farsi. I hope so. Actually, we should definitely... My, my relatives...
1: A whole- <laughs> yeah, we should record a whole, a whole episode of I Farsi. Guess I will be speaking the whole time. Exactly, and I will be listening. You will say three words.
0: <laughs> yeah, are, are.
1: Uh-huh. What do you know another one? How do you say, I love you? Oh, Tell listen. me, how do you say, I love you?
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Monica and Michael, (laughs) I am fascinated with the podcast and waiting every week for the translation of each video on YouTube. I started to read more about Kabbalah since this pandemic. I had to be alone all the time and it helped me to cope. I want to thank you for your self-sabotage podcast. Since my 40s, I have realized that every time I want to start my ventures, I self-sabotage, I become negative. I still have not found the tools to overcome it. But for now, I started to change with affirmations and to become more positive. For me, it is very easy to help others and solve their problems, but I am not achieving my dreams. I think it comes from starting to accept that I deserve to achieve my goals and my dreams. I will continue to find more tools in your podcast. I love you so much. Greetings. Andrea from Chacao, Argentina. Thank you, Andrea. And um, now our listeners know that they not only can share their stories, questions, inspirations with us in English, which please continue to do. Send us all of your questions, stories, comments, inspirations to Monica and Michael at Kabbalah.com. But also, if you or your friends or family, speak Spanish, Portuguese, Hebrew, send them to YouTube, and they can also send us their stories, comments, questions to Monica and Michael at Kabbalah.com, and they will be translated for us, and we will be able to share them. Go to Apple Podcast, write five-star reviews, write your reviews, and share this podcast with as many people as you can, because we record this to hopefully bring some inspiration into your lives, into the lives of those who we have not uh, yet reached through your work by sharing this podcast. Questions? Comments, inspiration, stories to Monica and Michael at five star reviews on Apple Podcasts, everywhere else you get your podcast, <laughs> and share it with as many people as possible. As uh, always, we hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as we re- enjoyed recording.
1: You are the yin to my yang. I could never share you <laughs> Bye. <laughs>